Batman. No, I'm kidding. Cue intro music. Yep. Welcome to Sorry We're Open. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Jess. And this is our second episode, so... Surprised we made it this far. No, I'm kidding. We made it to episode two, and we're so excited if you're here to listen to us again. Yeah, we're stoked. Um, the amount of people that have come up to us and said they listen to the podcast has been crazy. Thank you for, every- I don't know, thank you for the support. It's like super exciting. Yeah, shout out to every person I've corralled in the library, every person I've asked <laughs> if you've listened to my podcast. We really appreciate it, and we're really glad you listened, and we're glad you're back for episode two. Yeah, super exciting. Ah, Okay. All right, Lindsay. So we'll start out. What is your life update? Uh, <laughs> I need, okay, I need to stop diff mowing. For those who don't know what a diff mow is, it's a dance floor makeout. And I need to stop it. <laughs> she needs to stop it. <laughs> it's, I don't know. I, I, I gotta, I gotta stop. It's not embarrassed. No, it's like fun. I have a good time when I do it, but I just, I get to, I get texts from people like, oh, how was your diffmo last night? And I'm like, shit. <laughs> a lot of people witness the diffmo. Our bars are not that big. No. Certain bars are inappropriate to diffmo at. I don't know if you've... Was I at an inappropriate bar to diffmo at? No, you were at appropriate bar. Okay, okay. It's the bar with the acoustic guitars. Is uh, very yes. inappropriate <laughs> Yeah, no, you at. cannot diffmo there. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Glad I wasn't the super inappropriate one. Um... Yep, that's my life update. I just gotta tone it down a notch, I guess. All right, well, my life update is related to the podcast. So, like, everybody who listened (laughs) was like, Jess, you sound nothing like yourself on the podcast. That's not what your voice sounds like. And I'm, like, really confused because I think I sound like myself when I listen to it back. Right, also, we're having a conversation. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes on the radio, I have a radio show, in case you didn't know. She just plugged herself. I did. Hike and a half, uh, Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. I'm so annoying. Okay. Um, no, but because sometimes on the radio, if you're by yourself, you want to like put on a radio presence. But Jess, I would I would consider us uh, pretty close. Like, I don't think you are putting on like a front. Like, we're having a conversation. Uh, yeah, we're like staring at each other in our sweatshirts because the radio station is sub 30 degrees. And it is. It's so cold. It's the tundra. So we're just like chilling, looking at each other. There's just like microphones involved. Right. But I really don't think I sound different. I don't think you do either. But what we're going to do is because I'm curious who, you know, there's probably a lot of people out there who didn't tell me. Oh my God, are we going to do a poll? We are going to do a poll. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Me and Lindsay are a huge fan of polls. Really, really huge fan of polls. So what I'm going to do is when this episode comes out, I'm going to put a poll on the Insta story. Do If you know me in real life, do you think my podcast voice Sounds different than my regular voice. The answer is no. I'm going to vote on it. No. <laughs> I really don't think it does, but I'm curious to see what our followers think. So if you don't follow us, you can follow us at Sorry We're Open Podcast, <laughs> and you can vote on this Insta story. <laughs> Incredible. Plugging the Insta real real early in the in the game. Speaking of other shout-outs for our friends, I want to shout-out to all our friends who have helped us with graphics. I've never met so many talented people in my life. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, people are just, like, sending us shit. I'm like, this is awesome. Like, we didn't even ask you to do this. Like, thank you so much. Um, yeah, so you know who you are, and we appreciate it. Yes. You're really, really cute. Right. And if you're talented in that aspect and want to send us fun graphics, please go for it. <laughs> or if you want to make us, like, sound bites. We're also making stickers. That's on my to-do list for next week. So if you want a sticker, you know where to find me. <laughs> yeah. So we'll move on. 
it's enough about how my voice apparently sounds different. Which it doesn't. I don't really think so, but you know, it's okay. We're gonna let we're gonna let the followers choose. We're we're moving on. We're moving on. So our next segment is called Keg Stands. <laughs> you wanted to call it college is cool. We're if you have a better name for this segment, <laughs> you should hit us up. So Because we're we just want to talk about college and college life and so I don't know. Keg stands seemed appropriate in my opinion. Sure. So <laughs> I picked this week's topic. So this week's topic is library etiquette. <laughs> I'm really excited for this. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this by saying this is gonna be a quick little rant session. And uh, <laughs> so let me set the scene here, which I apparently say a lot. You say that all the time, and I kind of like it because most times the scene needs to be set. So. Where we go to school, there's two libraries. The library at the top of the hill and the library at the bottom of the hill. The library at the top of the hill is notoriously the freshman library because the freshmen just talk in the library. The bottom library is the upperclassmen library where people are supposedly doing real work. So, right now it's midterm season. And during midterm season, the library has come particularly packed. So we're here to give you some library etiquette. <laughs> first, hey, freshmen, first years, whatever we're calling you these days, please, your library's at the top of the hill. <laughs> you should use that one. It's the unspoken spoken rule. You have to do your time in the top of the hill library before you get to transition down to the bottom library. I'm going to be honest. I never, I never went to that library at the top of the hill. As a freshman, I was always in the one at the bottom. <laughs> Lindsay, are you kidding? No, I swear. No, the other one is like a womb. It's dark and it's hot and it makes me want to go to sleep. Lindsay, you have to do your time in that library. No, before never. you get to level up and go to the better library. No. Lindsay, okay. So Lindsay doesn't know rule number one. <laughs> go to the correct library. I guess, I guess I, I'm in no position to give the rest of the rules. I guess I'll continue on this. <laughs> Lesson rule number two of the library. Don't steal people's unassigned seats. <laughs> so I, all of a sudden I'm playing devil's advocate here. Okay, I have a, so I get unassigned assigned seats in classrooms. But what about, like, I know you're always in the library. And I know you have that, like, one seat. But do other people know that? I feel like they must because I sit in the same two places in the library. I sit in one place if I'm doing work like that's more making study guides, readings, and then I have another booth that I sit in when I'm writing. They're two separate places, and if you steal my <laughs> unassigned so seat, you're so weird. <laughs> I'm not weird. If you steal my unassigned seat, you're fake. Like you know, I sit there because I'm always in the library. One time, so I get to the library when the library opens on the weekends, which is kind of embarrassing. But whatever. it is. No, she compared it to what did you can. Com- oh, she compared it to Black Friday. She was waiting for the library to open at eight a.m. Nine a.m. Nine a.m. It, and it was like 8.55. And she goes, guys, I was waiting for the, the, the library to open. And it felt like Black Friday. Like, I rushed the library. I was like, oh, my God, I'm embarrassed for you. So one time, I got there at 9.01, which is like one minute after the library opens, and a girl had already taken my unassigned assigned seat. Oh, that's kind of fucked. That's fake news. That's my seat, and I don't like it. Number three. <laughs> Stop going to the library to socialize. Oh, yeah, that, no, that makes me mad. 
I don't know if people like. Mm. No, you know when you're going to procrastinate and when you're going to do work. That's true. It's two type of vibes. <laughs> if I'm going to procrastinate, I purposely don't sit. I purposely sit next to people who I know will talk to me. If I'm going to live or do my work, I purposely choose people who I know won't talk to me. Or you just, know what you're doing. Yeah, that's true. Or just like put in your headphones. Like Okay, even if I put in my headphones, someone will talk to me. So it is. So that's another one. I just think some people go to the library because they think it's coffee hour. And they run around and they talk at maximum volume. And I'm like, the coffee place is down the street, man. Yeah, go go there. I think we're at rule number four. Correct. Stop stealing the whiteboards and using them as a fork. <laughs> this is a real life epidemic <laughs> at college. There are people who steal four whiteboards and lock themselves in like it's like a castle. <laughs> I've seen that too. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? They don't even use them. They're not using them. They're actually like hiding. I'm like, you're hiding from your work in your castle. You just built a fort in the library. And now like you've taken the one white people. Or when people use them to like block the sun. I was like, this is a library. Those are used for learning. <laughs> this is not a snowball fight. You cannot use them as a fort. Oh my god! <laughs> no, but that's so true. And I see that. I'm like, go build a go build a fort um, at home with the couch and pillows and blankets. Not in the life. I was like, there are literally cubes that you could go hide in. You don't need to like anyway. But that's- Next <laughs> rule number five: Stop walking barefoot in the library. Yeah, no. Stop doing it. Actually, I'm guilty of it. Not, not frequently, not frequently. One time I wore flip-flops accidentally. I don't like wearing flip-flops to that library because it's freezing, but I think it was hot out and I was just wearing flip-flops and then I went up to go get water and my flip-flops were off. It's so easy. I'm guilty of it. I'm sorry. Lindsay, think of the germs. How many times do you think that carpet's been cleaned? None. <laughs> None is the answer. I've never seen a vacuum on that carpet and you walk barefoot. You're your toe fungus all over it? Mm. I don't have toe fungus. Yeah, maybe not you, but somebody else does. Ew, stop. Just put right. on your shoes. Put uh. on your shoes in a public place. It's terrible. Okay, the next one. I have a lot. People who talk on the phone in the library or like pick up a FaceTime. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Next. Uh, just leave. Like go outside for like 30 seconds. I don't care if it's your mom. I don't care if it's your dad. I don't care if it's your boyfriend, friend with benefits girl you hooked up with last week, sibling, dog, stop talking on the phone in the library. Jess is really passionate about this topic. No, I got a lot of people to contribute to this. I asked, what do you hate about the library? What do you hate people do? And here's another one. This is a good one. This one was a common one. People hate when people wear going out close to the library. <laughs> stop wearing a crop top in the library. Why are you wearing a crop top? I straight up can't, I mean, like, I've known someone to, like, change in the library until, like, they're going out clothes. Which is, like, I think a little bit more acceptable. A little bit. They didn't wear it one time. I was at, I was at Christmas Eve mass. And this girl was wearing a crop top in church. And I was like, excuse me. That's almost as inappropriate as wearing it in the library. I was like, <laughs> I think it's almost, I think it's more inappropriate, Jessica. What, Jesus likes belly buttons. I was going to say, no, God Maybe. doesn't want to see your midriff. <laughs> Anyways, yesterday I saw a girl in a bralette in the library, or like a bralette and leggings, and I was like, homie, it's cold in here. Get a sweatshirt. 
All right, let's see which other one. Oh, pick, we should we should pick one last good okay, one. Okay, one more. Because because Jess will I think talk about this for hours. I'm really passionate about this topic, guys. Okay, last one. People who think the glass classrooms are soundproof. Oh, that makes me livid. <laughs> so on our library on each floor, there's three glass sound glass classrooms. What people seem to never realize is that the top part of the glass classroom is open. So that means when you talk at full volume about, oh my God, listen to what happened to me last thing. Oh my God, Jake's brother, Chad. Everyone hears. <laughs> I literally know who this girl's been hooking up with for the past six months. That- Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. And they're screaming. And then yeah. the embarrassing thing is when finally someone's like, oh my God, I got to tell them. They walk over and they open the door and they're like, this is not soundproof. And then those girls, poor girls. They look like it's the worst day of their life. Yeah, no, it's embarrassing. No, it's really embarrassing. So uh, if you have other things you hate about the library, DM us. Maybe we'll do a part two of things I hate about the library because I hate a lot of things about the library. Um, but love to hear your thoughts. My good old listeners, hit me up. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> what a wonderful topic. <laughs> so this is our guest segment. So guest, do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, hello. <laughs> I am Lainey Delaney. I am here to discuss some things, I guess. Super exciting. So, I don't know what the thing that we're discussing is. It's been a big secret. Because, you know, when you come as a guest on the podcast, it's BYOT. Bring your own topic. So, super exciting. Lainey told Jess, but I wanted to be surprised. I like a good surprise. Lainey didn't even really tell me. She was like, here's the, you know, large, maybe, something in here. So, it's honestly a surprise to me, too. Yeah, I mean, well, here's the thing. I, I gave you a... A very general topic, and then I never narrowed it down. So we we have a lot of ground to work with if we can just explore. Oh wow! Yeah, this is super exciting. Yeah. So, anyways, if 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 you would like to know the topic, I do. I would. I would appreciate that. The topic that I have brought with me today is. Bum, 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 Drum roll, bum. please. <laughs> uh, I just want to talk about social media and like memes and stuff, basically. I love that. <laughs> I'm not shocked at all that ladies pick that. Yeah. I mean, it's something I can kind of just go for hours on. So, I mean, like, I just figured it would be a good time, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Where do, where do you want to start? It's such a, it's such so, a large... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, let's, let's, let's first approach this. Where do you guys get your memes primarily? Twitter. Mm-hmm. Instagram? Oh, so, so you got the secondhand Twitter memes like, exactly. that get the memes see, from Reddit? <laughs> This is this is this is why I wanted to approach this subject with you guys because I knew it was going to be different answers because I know Lindsay's on Twitter I know that much yeah I'm on Twitter myself so I understand and the, I knew Jess was not going to be on Twitter um excuse me Lainey the only Twitter I have is my sixth grade Justin Bieber Twitter so <laughs> oh wow can you can you tell me more about that um so in the sixth grade I was obviously the biggest believer the world has ever seen <laughs> um and naturally I started Twitter so I could talk about how in love I was I'm with Justin Bieber <laughs> yeah it's a little embarrassing but honestly I'm I'm not even that embarrassed anymore. You shouldn't be. On my time hop, I connected to my Justin Bieber Twitter, so I get to read the tweets I tweeted in the seventh grade. You want to hear something bizarre? When I when I first made a Twitter, it was like I I didn't really tweet a whole lot. I tweeted every every now and again. I was like I was like eleven, so it wasn't like I was 
tweeting about anything important. I didn't have anything important to discuss. Right, right. But my uh, my username, it was like, I was just like, obsessed with like The Fray at the time. I was 10 years old and I was obsessed with the band of The Fray. Like I was just like I a 30 year old man or something. Oh my something. God. Like I, yeah, I was listening to all the, the, the like depressing ass lyrics and I was like, yeah, I can identify with this. Yeah. Fourth, fourth grade is really rough. <laughs> like, say, being 11 is really hard. <laughs> yeah, oh that's, that's how I got started with Twitter. But yeah, yeah quick, very quickly it, it consumes your whole being. No, I mean, I mean, you're, you're kind of Twitter famous. She had a, <laughs> Lanny had like a viral tweet and it was, really good um thank you did you let the fame go to your head um i i never did i did take handouts from corporations um <laughs> i i received 15 free mini nesquicks from chocolate underscore milk on twitter it's a company i i, I don't even know if they're a company i don't really know what they do that sounds really suspect <laughs> chocolate underscore milk but like they they partner with a whole bunch of athletes and basically their whole deal is that, that they want to push chocolate milk as like an exercise recovery drink which is like common for like runners and stuff is is it no yeah it works okay. really well okay. yeah. yeah i mean like milk is milk bro right and, yeah you know. yeah yeah for sure but yeah chocolate milk apparently like is that i don't like milk at all you don't like milk at all not even chocolate milk chocolate milk but it has to be like pure pure chocolate basically your pure what does that mean like you need to put like half a bottle of chocolate syrup in it for me okay to so it. you go homemade Obviously. Well, what do you mean, obviously? There's so many options. It's not so like that's the most options. obvious one. Like, you can go, there's some, like, you know, you could be like a Yoohoo chocolate drink person if you really want to. You could be a Nesquik person. It's true. Trumu, Fair Life. You could be like, I don't know, like, she's, she's naming all the fucking chocolate. chocolate oat milk. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oat milk is really good. I drank it a lot in New York City this summer because they had like random oat milk pop ups for this oat life. That's a that's a sponsorship right there. Maybe Old Life will sponsor the pod. They have to they have to give you money first in order for it to be a sponsorship. You You're can't right. Just Hashtag drop ad names <laughs> and hope for the best. We're we're influencers. <laughs> hey, maybe maybe why not? We're on our way. All right, so back to the topic of media, Lainey. <laughs> yeah, we really <laughs> we diverged, but it was fine. We we talked about important stuff. Yeah, I mean the the the, the diversion is itself, you know, like. A valuable discussion, I think. So, I, oh my I, god, that was deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm just here to have a good time. You yeah, know? no, honestly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but memes. Yeah, but memes. You know, like I think, um, I think it's interesting. Memes, I, the rise of memes and the path that memes have taken in like their their comedic styling, I think, is very like reflective of just our 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 broader culture, honestly, at this point. Because I think like. Every every time, in every instance of like post-war America, like post-war anything, like there is just a rise in like absurdist humor, absurdist content, absurdist art, whatever. And memes are just kind of our generation's take on that. I'd say, and that's why the 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 memes that we have these days are so surrealist because it's a product of like post nine eleven America. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, that was wow. Yeah, I mean, I, like I, I say, I have a lot to say yeah, about this. I mean, <laughs> I'm a little mind blown right now on that. Like, really, I'm, I'm taking that in. That's, like, a very interesting and, like, very introspective Yeah, I mean, thought. like, back in the day, they had Dada, and then, like, you know, now we have shit posting, and that's what it is. <laughs> right. That's so interesting. I mm-hmm. never even thought of it like that at all. I just thought it was, like, a weird thing because of the time that we grew up in. Like, we need some way to, like, cope with. 
mm-hmm. all the shit that's happening. I mean, that is that that is it basically. But it's like you know, like post-war generations are just so apt to be like, all right, well, I mean, I was born into a, a time of distress, so I guess nothing matters. Yeah, and you, I think you could see that a lot in yeah, memes. It's, it's so present in memes, and especially on Twitter too. Like mm-hmm. everyone's sense of humor is so dark. Exactly, and it's totally normalized on Twitter mm-hmm. too. I think. Like we just we as a generation have to just be very comfortable with the fact that like a lot of um, like you know like the earth is dying like the institutions <laughs> are crumbling at our feet yeah. you know like how are we supposed to react to that and so the way we react is just by being silly I guess which I'm down with no I'm definitely down with I See? wonder I wonder if if you think that making these silly memes like raises awareness for these like issues like climate change mm-hmm. for example well I mean I don't know if. I don't know if I'd say that the um, the memes themselves raise awareness. I'd say that there's a certain level of awareness that comes with just being engaged with media that we all, especially people who are on Twitter um, and, like, Reddit, I'd say more than anywhere else, like, are just kind of forced to engage with. Like, we just kind of have to grapple with these issues. And so our natural response is to kind of just, like, maybe play them off, downplay them. Like, you know, like, that's, like, the whole, like, Fuck it, the world is dying, nah, like LMAO yeah, yeah. kind of vibe that we just deal with right. on a daily basis. Yeah. Do you think that might be a reflection of like, you know how like millennials are said to be lazy? Like that's our stereotype. Like, do you think that memes could be seen as like a reflection of that? Here's the thing. Okay, I don't. Uh, also, also, we're not millennials. That's what I was gonna say. Like, I don't actually. Yeah, no, we're not. We're Gen Z. I, Honestly, aren't we on the cusp? We are on the cusp. We're at a very weird point. We're at a super weird point. Yeah, because like we're we like we we came into the world like right on the edge, on the verge of like Y two K, right on the verge of nine eleven. Like our 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 like the the three or four year period leading up to the year two thousand, those like birth years, it, it, we exist in our own kind of bubble. I think in between the transition from like you know like nineties culture to like two thousands internet culture. And that's the defining hallmark of those, like, four years, I'd say. Oh, that's so interesting. Like, so you think those four years in and of itself are, like, its own generation, like, not millennials, not Gen Z? Because, like, we didn't really... I wouldn't say we're our own generation, but I would say we're kind of on the cusp and in between. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Because we... I guess later in life we did grow up with, like, cell phones and mm-hmm. stuff, but Gen Z is is literally growing up, like, five years old, having, yeah. like, an iPad thrown in front of them. And a lot of it depends, too, like, whether, like, you're, like, an oldest child or whether, like, you're a younger child, because if you have older siblings and you're born in those years, you're probably a lot more, like, apt to identify with, like, you know, like, Game Boys, like, yeah. classic <laughs> 90s culture stuff, but then, like, if you're, like, an older sibling, like, you were discovering everything for yourself, so you're definitely more on, like, the 2000s kind of edge of things so it, like there's that just that four-year period there's just so much it's just such, so blurred like where we actually belong in this this generational space no absolutely i wonder i think that like comes out in our memes too like yeah, going back absolutely. to that like, mm-hmm. that's like that the whole 90s kid nostalgia yeah like that's that's that you know the fact that like we kind of missed out on that but then like we also still feel kind of like tethered to it you know right because we 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 saw the tail end of it yeah so like we identify with some of it, you mm-hmm. know. We looked up to it and we're like, oh my God, this is so cool. But then we kind of missed it. Like, I feel like I definitely identify more as, like, a 90s kid. Do you have older siblings? No, I'm the oldest. Interesting. But me and my sister are four and a half years apart, which is oh, like a okay. really large age gap. But I feel like she, maybe it's just, like, the way, like, my parents raised me and, like, we never had 
that kind of technology in our house until like I didn't get a cell phone until the sixth grade. And so yeah, like same. that was well, like no. now most kids are getting a cell phone in like middle school and yeah. they're getting like all and it's like an iPhone. Like I had like a double flip phone, a slide phone. I don't know what they <laughs> were called. Too. Sidekick. Yes, the sidekick, the, the chocolate. Like Oh the, yeah. But I, I think I identify with that more because I feel like it plays out in what you value now. Like, mm-hmm. like I feel like playing outside as a child translates in, into, like, hiking or, like, enjoying, like. But I wouldn't say that because, I mean, like, in the generations before us, they all played outside. I mean, it doesn't mean they're all, like, outdoor adventurers. But I wouldn't say, like, sitting outside and reading a book is, like, like, it's, like, what do I, would I prefer to do on a day like today? Like. Like, Lindsay went hiking today, and I feel like that's such a nice way, and that's exactly how I'd want to spend my day versus, like, I don't think (laughs) on a day like today I would, like, ever choose to, like, sit inside and watch movies, which I think I more identify with, like, younger generations, I guess. I I used to play outside all the time, but that definitely didn't stop me from just, like, becoming internet addicted by the time I was, like, 11 years old, so I don't don't know about that. Very fair. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. But uh, honestly, we were actually just talking about this on our hike today like we were walking and you know some of the the newer generations kind of because they like didn't grow up kind of like playing outside I I would say or they like less so than I would say I did they kind of it's now like humans like don't exist like humans and nature like don't exist in the same ecosystem it's always like humans are very much so removed from the rest of our world yes absolutely yeah and I don't know if that's just to blame just because of like having phones around now I think that's a course that we've been charting for a very long time that's just the product of so many years of you know like deforestation of like you know non-renewable energy just like just kind of just kind of bullshit money-making tactics honestly to like uh, globalize and like you know facilitate industrial progress rapidly right absolutely and then like emerging technologies of course and- yeah it's all been a long time coming. It's 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 there's no one thing to blame. It's just a lot of factors like compiling on top of one another, you know. No, absolutely. And I think it kind of is all coming to a head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it has to. Like um back in in my glory days, it's like a CS major. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they uh my my short lived 2 years, but um they uh they would always show us like um in like our ethics class, there's like this this graph of like technological innovation and like how quickly it moves and it's like a straight up like asymptote you know like where it goes like yeah. it's like steady 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 and it just shoots up and like that's that's what everything has been since like 1980 we're in that like shooting up stage right and that obviously doesn't shock me at all yeah that's just how it works that's just how the cookie crumbles <laughs> apparently it is wow <laughs> do you make memes laney um, every, every now and again, I'll make a custom meme. Um, I, I don't make a whole lot, to be honest, but sometimes inspiration strikes. Every now and again, I'll, I'll, I'll throw a meme in the, 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 the meme group for our institution. <laughs> 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 but, um, every, every now and then I, I think of, like, specific memes, I guess. I, I feel like I think my, my, my style of comedy, I'd say, is very observational and is very influenced by what's directly around me. So sometimes I'll think of memes that are like ultra specific to to my own experiences. So they might not be broadly applicable, but I the kind of memes that I'd share like with like you know like a group chat or with um, our institutionally affiliated memes <laughs> Facebook group. Right. Yeah. Like within the context of your own life. Yeah. It's it's 
sometimes hard to look out into a much broader context. It's very easy to like appeal to the people who are having experiences so readily uh, the same as yours. Right. But then I think another thing that's really interesting is that when you go on Twitter and you see these memes and like, I don't know, I feel like sometimes they apply to like our whole generation. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's some things resonate that you don't expect to. Right. Sometimes people just hit on stuff that's like universal and you're like, oh my God, like how did everyone else also experience that? Right. And, and sometimes on Twitter, it's like this unifying factor. It's like, oh wow, how did we all have like the same childhood? How did mm-hmm. we all like grow up listening to this or watching this movie or like using this Game Boy? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I... So isn't that a way that media can bring us together when sometimes technology brings us apart? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 um, I don't know if technologically necessarily drives a wedge through us. I think people are, are, are hesitant towards it because, like, you know, like all change is kind of scary. And we, we're going through it so rapidly right now that, like, we definitely don't fully understand the effects that um, the technology we bring into the world has on us. Like, take, the, take, take vaping, for example. Like, we literally just started that up, and we were like, all right, we're just running with this now. And then now everyone's like, oh, my God, everyone's dying. <laughs> it's, it's, all, it's all terrible. Yeah. But we like, could have a whole segment on the jewel. Like, an yeah. entire segment on the jewel. But, but what bugs me is that I feel like, um, a, like, a, like proper adults are having a hard time reaching, like, the children that they're trying to save from vaping. Because they just use really outdated terminology to discuss it. Like, like an e-cigarette. Exactly. I hate when I open like an article <laughs> from like ABC or something and they're just calling the jewel like an e-cigarette. Like no like 15-year-old who's like going through a pot a day is going to take anything seriously when they're calling it like an e-cigarette, you know? Especially because half the time they're telling their parents it's a USB. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, yeah. Crazy. <laughs> All right, Lainey. Yeah. What is your favorite meme you've ever seen? My favorite meme I've ever seen? Oh my god. There are Jess. so many memes, Jessica. <laughs> okay, but I feel like knowing Lainey, she has I one. do not have a favorite meme. Good God, no. There's so many of them. Okay. I have seen thousands upon thousands of memes in my day, Jess Boy. Okay, do you have like a top ten memes? Top ten? Absolutely not. There's 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 no way I could even summon a list like this. Okay. <laughs> but could you give me one meme that was very important <laughs> to you? G- give give us one that like the first one you think of right now. The first one I think of, I mean, I guess just topical, like the Area 51 meme is something that happened very recently. <laughs> I don't know if I was like super into it, but I thought it was kind of fascinating. I like when memes kind of like bring together communities like that. Right. Or or kind of touch upon things that are happening like mm-hmm. culturally. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was kind of a current event that we just like created, though. <laughs> like somebody just decided they're like, yeah, we're just going to bum rush Area 51 and see what happens. And everyone was like, oh, yeah, we're bringing home aliens. We're bringing home friends. Like, I know. And, and you know, obviously, I feel like memes have a certain life cycle. Mm-hmm. And it's it, that meme. That's what uh, worried me about it, because I was like, we're doing this so early in the summer. We're planning this raid for September 21st. Correct. And like, there's no way this meme has that much longevity. I was like. I was like, this is this is a fun concept, you guys, but there's no way we're gonna have that much momentum behind this when the, the day actually comes. But, but there, th- there were a few people out there. I was gonna say the the day came and there were people out there. I saw people running around. What is the life cycle of a meme? I mean, it's it's it that depends. It depends on the meme. It depends on the meme. Some of them stick around for like a month and like that's just it. That's but so. Some of them die in like two days. You know. I was gonna say some like some of them are like. One week, two week. I, I think the longer ones are the ones that last like a month. Yeah, like Area Fifty One lasted like a little while there, lasted a few weeks. But like, do you remember like when like 
Donald Trump just tweeted Kofefe. Yeah. That was like that was like a six hour meme. Like it, it was, was really just like that night yeah. Twitter just blew up and everyone was talking about it and then the next morning we were like, All right, move on. Yeah. They're like next Kofifi thing. who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think I think that's also interesting. Yeah, you just but. never know. Like it's it's so variable, like the life cycle on that. Yeah. Who's but, to say? Yeah. I feel like I'm really learning a lot about memes today. <laughs> I that's think what you I hope to accomplish. Yeah. See, this is why we have guests on the podcast, people. Because <laughs> I apparently learned that memes start at Reddit, then they go to Twitter, then they go to Instagram. Well, I mean, there's 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 a more nuanced hierarchy at play, I'd say. I'd say Oh, a nuanced hierarchy, yes, people. Yes, 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 yes. So, um while I'd say a lot of original content comes from Reddit and like also definitely a lot of the time 4chan, but it's just like there, there are people who are filtering through whatever nonsense is taking place there and, like, digging out some, some memes that are palatable for the rest of society. And then those make their way to, like, Reddit usually from there. And then sometimes memes from Reddit make their way to Twitter. But, like, they also... Things don't always always work when you put them across different platforms. Right. Because I think, though there is some overlap between Reddit and Twitter, obviously, I think each of them holds its own... They're very different culturally. Yeah, absolutely. Different. And then, like, people also sleep on Facebook as a meme source. <laughs> I will I will stand by this. <laughs> well, because because you have those old lady Facebook pages, which I think are fucking hysterical. But or even, the, like, why is my baby crying <laughs> memes? But, like, no, beyond that, beyond that, like, beyond just boomer memes, beyond just making fun of boomer old people, memes, you know, is, yeah. like, there's, there's a wealth of Facebook groups that are specifically designed to be catering to memes for like leftists, memes for people of color, memes for LGBT people. You know, that's uh, like those groups have definitely found a community in Facebook that it's hard to find elsewhere. Because like on Twitter, it's easy to like meet people, but it's not so easy to like, I don't know, I guess police who's in your network. Like, you know, on Twitter, you can say something and then, like, within five minutes, you have, like, seven rednecks in your comment, like, telling you, like, <laughs> like how you just said, like, the most bizarre, fucked up thing in the universe. But, like, when you go on Facebook and you have a moderation team that can filter out those rednecks and filter out the Nazis and everything, and you can create a little community just for people who are, you know, like-minded, that's something that you can accomplish in Facebook that you can't really accomplish anywhere else. That's so interesting. I never really even thought of thought about it like that but obviously that makes like a lot of sense mm-hmm. yeah left book is a vast universe that's what they call it left, left book. book yeah that's where wow and like, a surprising amount of memes are coming straight out of left book these days you know people aren't aren't acknowledging it as like an original content source and yet it is that's so interesting i'm gonna look out now for left book memes yeah bro like i'll well here's the thing you don't really stumble upon them so much you kind of just have to know somebody who had you to some groups and then you find them on your own like, sometimes, if you look at your suggested groups, then you might find something or other that's interesting in there. Um, that's that's usually how people find it. Like, they'll be recommended, oh, like, a big group, like, dog spotting or something like that. And then <laughs> people tag other groups in, like, the comments of posts. Because a lot of them have, like, kind of, like, reaction-y, gimmicky-type names. You know, like... Um, like clickbait. Well, not, not necessarily, like, clickbait. Just, like, the kinds of... A lot of the names of these groups are reactions that people might have to other content so like for example like sounds gay i'm in is like a big facebook group and like sounds gay i'm in (laughs) (laughs) and like that's that's a group where it's like if you see a meme elsewhere on facebook that's like you know like 
really gay and really funny, then you can just comment like and tag the group, sounds gay, I'm in. And then other people can follow that link to find the group. And that's how a lot of people find Facebook groups. That's so interesting. I guess I'm, I feel like Facebook is this obsolete social media and I, you know, I only go on it to tag my friend from high school and, or right. poke, poke my friend from high school. And that's about all I use Facebook for. So I think that's so interesting that, mm-hmm. you know, you're saying it, it has all this original meme content. It really does. And people are sleeping on that. Wow. I think we learned a lot here today. <laughs> Guys, I feel like my whole world has been opened. First of all, memes are so much deeper than I thought they were. Oh, yeah. Two, I now know where memes come from. <laughs> Maybe I should revive my Justin Bieber Twitter account from the seventh grade. Please do. Um, You know, Lainey, I'll never let you see it because it's really embarrassing. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. Okay, Lainey, let me know when you find it. I think it might be difficult. I, Lainey's a sleuth, so I, have, I am a sleuth. I feel like she could definitely find it. I just it, dropped so much internet knowledge on you. Do not underestimate me. Oh no, my brain is blown right now. Like I'm gonna be thinking <laughs> about this for like a few days. Like we're probably gonna have to have a part two of Lainey talking about memes, because so I can like respond because I really have not put them through my head yet. <laughs> I'll come back. I'll I'll, I'll gladly come yeah, back. Um, but we wanted to thank you for joining us. You were a fantastic guest. Thank first you for guest. having me. Yeah. Our very first guest. So if you are interested in bringing something you are open about, you should contact us via the Instagram at sorry for open podcast. And you can be like Lainey and blow my mind. Just like me. <laughs> Woo. Thanks again. Thank you for having me. All right. Next topic. Shooting the shit. Uh, so this week's shooting the shit is about power dynamics in relationships friendships relationships it's all it's all the same we're gonna focus more on relationships but that doesn't mean friendship ones won't creep in there because they're honestly i think really whether you're friends with someone or you're in any romantic relationships power dynamics can be involved and impact them absolutely so Lindsay picked this topic i did so Lindsay, why did you pick this topic um that's a great question so I don't know. I I guess I was just kind of like thinking about it recently. And especially as a bisexual, how those relationships are different and how, I don't know, just like being with someone of the same gender, the opposite gender can change the power dynamic. I don't know why I was thinking about this. I got like really deep one night and I was like, this is crazy so i think it's interesting because like i de- i define myself as a straight woman and so like i was saying this Lindsay, before we started recording like the impact of like traditional gender roles on on people and i think it like depends on who you are as a person but i consider myself a very strong female but despite that i definitely think um based on like the social construction of relationships that i'm impacted by traditional gender roles yeah, definitely. And I try not to be. I mean, my ex, I I asked him out. So that was that was different. You don't normally hear that happening. Yeah, and I think for me, like I don't I think because of these like norms in society, like gender norms, I would not I don't know if I would ever ask a boy out. Not because I don't think I'm a strong woman and can, but because of those like almost like societal restrictions, which I think is like very interesting to think about when I, when I'm looking inward at my identity and what is important to me, like why that's something that feels like I can't. Right. No. And that's interesting because 
I don't know. I guess I guess for me it's different because, like, I, I don't know. Like, I've asked out girls, so I feel like asking out a boy. I don't know. I I I guess to me it's it's totally different than it, it like a totally different experience. Like we we experience that in different ways because I don't know. Like I've like asked to buy girls a drink at the bar. Like, oh, can I buy? Have you, you ever bought a boy or hooking out with at a bar? No. Well, no. No by choice or no be like no because he always buys you a drink or no because you just like never would. No, because I no, I haven't had the opportunity like I totally would. But yeah, I don't I, I guess I guess I I don't know. I'd feel more comfortable like oh, oh, can I like buy you a drink? Like saying that to a girl as opposed to like saying it to a guy. Which I shouldn't, right? Like this, that, like right, that goes back to what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> like I think it's really interesting to think about the impact that the larger society has on us. Like you, it's a subconscious thing almost. Like I don't think about, I don't think about those traditional gender norms, and then I reflect on like how I interact in a social space and how I follow a lot of those gender norms. Like I'm not actively fighting against them, right? Like. Was asking a girl out easier than asking a boy out? Yes. So I think this relates back to this topic of, like, the power shift. Yeah, yes. Because, for example, I think, like, one topic we want to hit on is, like, sex. So, like, so I've never been with a girl. So I can't talk from both experiences like Lindsay can. But, like, I think about a lot about the power shift of one person being more sexually experienced than another in a relationship. Yeah, it's... Not that it, like, makes it uncomfortable, but I think, I don't know, there's definitely, there's, like, so much to say about this, and I don't know how to formulate any of it. So, the first girl that I ever had sex with had previously had sex with guys, like, multiple guys. She had, like, a boyfriend, she had a couple boyfriends, and I had never had sex before that. So, she she was the first sex of my life and we're gonna we're defining sex as sex okay <laughs> like <laughs> Lindsay just used the word as the definition <laughs> no but it's because people are like girls don't have sex there's no penetration and that's not what sex is anyway that's a whole nother conversation so a future podcast topic definitely um defining sex okay anyway regardless so she was the first ever um sex in my life but she like knew what she was doing because she had previously been with guys like despite her never having had been with a girl before me she had been with guys so she kind of took control and kind of had this power and then that power and sex I feel like kind of translated a little bit to like our relationship in, in a sense that like I don't know I, I, I never felt good did you feel like did you feel like inferior or that like you had to always like be enough? Yes. No, yes, that's exactly how I felt. And it was just like I don't know, because I, I you wanna like please your partner and then like some like, you know, and I got nervous and cause like she was so much more confident and like sexual and sensual. Like she was so much more of that than I ever was at the time being being awkward uh coming out of the closet 17 year old um 
and that translated to like a whole other other things. We had so many issues, but that's beside the point. It was just like sex led to. So, do you think that your power dynamic in that relationship, like perceiving yourself as having less power, um, impacted the way in which you like have power in future relationships? That's so interesting. Um, I don't know, and I don't know if it was only like. A girl relationship thing because I've never I've had a few boyfriends and I've never felt like that power struggle that my ex and I had like ever in a relationship with a guy like my most recent relationship I don't it, it was with a guy and we didn't have that power struggle at all you felt as an equal yes yeah, so I don't know. I guess I need to be in a relationship with another girl next, and maybe it was just that relationship, or maybe it's like a a girl thing, a girl, I, or like maybe it's like a same sex thing. You know, like I don't know. I don't know. We don't know the the men's point of view either. It's like I don't know. There's so much to talk about. Well, I just think it's interesting when to hear you speak about like the difference. So I think it like it starts up at the top with like the impact of societal the society, and then it's like. And the impact of the gender differences and how when you're looking at that holistically, like the impact of power there. Because to me, power is about control. Absolutely. And it's about like... Yeah, and she absolutely had more control than me. At like, I would say 98% of the time. And that's not fun when you're not in control. As a person who must always be in control, <laughs> not being in control is really hard for me, which I think kind of goes back to why I have so much trouble or have had so much trouble with that openness piece is right. because then I feel like that information is no longer in my control. Right. And and it's not. And that's okay. But it's, I don't know. Well, that is our shooting the shit topic this week. <laughs> so we'll hope you bring that back to your table. Like, I think that is a really interesting conversation specifically for both men and women about like how you evaluate power in a relationship. So take it back to your dinner table. Yeah. Talk about it. DM us with your thoughts. Yeah, sure. Like, I I would love to hear other people's thoughts. Um, specifically, if you've been, if you're a woman and been in a relationship with a woman, I'm so curious if it's like, if if that's just like a thing. Because I don't know. So, I'm curious. But. So, you should DM us at Cyber Open Podcast. Plug in it again. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I that's it for our show. So Yeah, so... We want to thank you so much for listening again. We're yeah. so happy to have you here. Um, like we said, follow us on Instagram. I plugged it like three times this episode. So if you don't know, you can uh, rewind. It's at Sorry We're Open Podcast. <laughs> um, if you're interested in being a guest, like our friend Lainey was on this episode, you should absolutely hit us up. Um, we've got a lot of people who said they want to be a guest. So come on. We'd love to hear you. If you don't go to our school, we'd ha- we can swing in via Zoom, Skype, phone call. I'd love to have people who don't go to our school on the pod. I think that'd be really interesting. I think it'd be a, definitely a different perspective than what we're bringing. Yeah, and on top of that, um, our goal for you this week is to send the podcast to one new person who you think you would enjoy it. Yeah, definitely. Share that shit. <laughs> Put it in your group groupies. Send it to your mom. Well, my mom liked it. Hi, mom. <laughs> and my sister. Hi, Sarah. Well... My dad doesn't know that I'm bisexual, so I hope he doesn't listen to this. Well, that's mood. So (laughs) uh, have a great week, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Sorry We're Open. Thanks, everybody.